Today on the show, I'm happy to welcome Catherine Lucy. She's the founder and CEO of Solar Sister. They create light, hope, and opportunity for women in sub-Saharan Africa. And she was just telling me an amazing story of one of the Solar Sister entrepreneurs. Can you share that with us? It's such a pleasure to be here today, and I'm, I'm happy to share a little bit about Solar Sister. And in particular, I'd love to tell you about Fatma, who's one of our entrepreneurs in rural Tanzania. She lives in a community of about a thousand families, but they are spread out across a very flat savanna kind of brush plain right in the, the plains right behind or below Mount Kilimanjaro. So from her home, you can see in the distance the mountain. It's just absolutely beautiful. Several years ago, Fatma became a solar sister entrepreneur and made the commitment that she would bring light to every single home in her village. They currently lived in with just kerosene light, or at the time, they lived with just kerosene lighting their homes. And at nighttime, it's just pitch dark, pitch dark. And when she understood how powerful the solar lights were and how they could bring light into the home, replace the kerosene lamps, which are toxic, have fumes, open flames, which is such a danger for small children and for living in a thatched roof home, it's a really problem. And so she saw the benefit of these solar lights and bought one for herself, but also wanted to bring one to every person in her community. So she became a solar sister entrepreneur and started selling the lights one by one to people in her community. And as she was doing this, it was bringing great benefit, but she realized it was taking too long. It was for her to go around and sell each one of these lights would take a long time. And so she recruited six other women to join her and they became a group together with the shared commitment to make sure every home in the village had light. And over, over a year, year and a half or so, they actually accomplished their goal. And with that commitment now, everyone in that community has light. They're no longer using kerosene. They're able to use the money that they used to spend on kerosene for much more productive uses. They can spend for their children's education or for healthcare or better food for the family or invest in their own farms. And the women themselves each earned income from selling the lights. And so Fatma and her, her band of merry solar sister entrepreneurs have all become really strong entrepreneurs. And so in addition to selling those lights to those families, they then realized, well, what next? And they started selling clean cook stoves that so people could cook at home using much less fuel, less wood that they gather or less charcoal. Then they started selling to small home systems so people could upgrade from a simple light to a home system. And it just kind of keeps repeating over and over so that over the years, Batma and her team have really improved the quality of life of this entire community as well as created benefits for less deforestation as people don't have to chop down as many trees, better air quality inside the home from people not having to breathe the fumes of the kerosene and the, the wood burning, and so better health for the children. And it's just this ripple effect of benefits that you see. When you go to visit Fatma now, she's, she's quite famous in her town, and she's invested the money that she earned from her solar sister business in buying cattle. So the, her first cow that she bought and was very, very proud of, she's in, the, in an area where cattle are actually a sign of wealth. When you own cattle, that's really a significant thing. And for a woman to own a cow is really like gender significant as well. And so she named her first cow that she bought solar. 
after the business. So Fatma is doing just great. Her, the women in her community are doing great because of Fatma and the opportunity that she brought them. And the people in her community are doing really well and thriving because of the improved access to energy and the savings and uh, just all of the ripple effects that that brings. So that is, I think Fatma is really just like the embodiment of what being a solar sister entrepreneur is all about. Women who are doing it for the purpose of earning income, but also for the benefit of their families and their communities. They become kind of evangelists for clean energy in these communities. And it's really, really something when you meet someone like Fatma with the amount of determination and enthusiasm that she has for bringing clean energy access to these remote communities across Sub-Saharan Africa. It's great to hear about all that positive impact just from the start of switching from kerosene lamps to solar lights. Yeah. So how does this start? How do you, how does somebody find Solar Sister or how do you find these entrepreneurial women? Yeah. So we, Solar Sister started about 13 years ago in 2010. So we've been going for quite a while and we have a team on the ground. We work in Nigeria, Tanzania, and Kenya. And in each of those countries, we have a local registered entity that is completely staffed by local staff and they are, they live throughout the country. So in Tanzania, we have a headquarters in Arusha, but we have business development associates who are our field teams on the ground throughout Tanzania in almost every state, every province in Tanzania. And it's that business development associate who is going to be from that particular district who goes and knows the district, knows who the players are, know who the influencers are, knows who the local government is. And then they go and reaching out through networks, recruit women to be entrepreneurs. And so they'll recruit 20 to 40 women within that district. Those women are brought together in groups. We call them solar sister groups. And in those groups, they'll meet once a month. And in that monthly meeting, they get training, they get their inventory, they get support from each other as well as from the business development associate. And so it's really the backbone of their business is this monthly meeting where they get reinforced of training about the business, training about the technology, training about leadership and marketing and all of these things that really help them become entrepreneurs. And but because they're in this network, they're individual entrepreneurs. So each one of them is running their own business, but they are networked together for support. And so that really helps them survive through some of the tough times, celebrate some of the good times. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing business and the impact yeah. you're making. But I'm sure Solar Sister, to do all these great things, there still has to be some sort of monetization to fund these efforts. So mm -hmm. how does that part of it look? So we are a hybrid organization. We're, we're founded here in the U.S. as a 501c3, which means we're a charitable nonprofit. So the work that we do, the charitable part of the work that we do is really that recruiting, training, supporting the women entrepreneurs. It's helping build these local business women and giving them the education and support. It's kind of like a, a grassroots business MBA program or something for them that's really delivered at their doorstep. And so that's that's our work is to support them. And then each of the women entrepreneurs is a fully independent and profitable business and so and sustainable. So she's buying product from us. We're buying it in bulk from suppliers. And so we have a revenue stream that's generated by 
those sales. We're selling to the entrepreneurs. The entrepreneurs add their margin, which is what their profit is that brings them an income and they sell at retail. So we're just like a middleman in the supply chain, which gives us some revenues to support the entire distribution business. And then we get grants and donations to support the philanthropic effort, which is support recruit chain support the women themselves. So within these communities, there's enough cash flow within them for them to then invest in these technologies? Yes. The the solar lamps are, there's a whole range of products, everything from a very simple solar lamp, which is just a, a light, a simple light. And those you could buy for the equivalent of $4 is probably the cheapest lamp. But it goes up through more complex lamps that you can charge your phone from and phone charger, solar powered phone chargers and appliances like solar powered fans or things like that. Entire home systems where you might have three or four lights off a solar panel that they put into different rooms in their home, even solar powered equipment for things like farming equipment things. So it's a whole range of products. But in the most remote rural areas where people are currently using kerosene, the economic of kerosene is so expensive. Basically, you're burning through about maybe $4 a week just in kerosene. And so to think that you could buy one lamp, which is not only brighter and safer and not going to be spewing out toxic fumes into your baby's, you know, lungs. But for $4, you could buy that lamp and then you would no longer have to be spending $4 every week for the kerosene. So it's not only a, an ex, I mean, $4 is an expense, but it's, it's, it's actually replacing an expense already. So net, they pop, they're net positive. And that benefit of not having to spend the money on the kerosene for the rest of the year, 51 weeks out of the year now, is a huge benefit for someone that's living on maybe $2 a day. So that's, that's a lot of money for them. Where, do you, where would you like to see this business go over the next few years? Yeah. Solar Sister exists to address three really important issues. I think the most important issues of our time, which are climate change, energy access, especially for those most rural left-behind communities, and gender equity. So by bringing together this economic opportunity for women in places where people don't have access to energy in this particular business that these women are building addresses that energy access question in a way that is environmentally beneficial. We're avoiding carbon emissions by replacing kerosene with solar light and at mass scale. I mean, it's each solar lamp is very tiny. Each cook stove is just one stove. But we have over 9,000 Solar Sister entrepreneurs bringing, bringing these products to, we've reached over 4 million people. And so even though it's one by one by one, it's a big impact on the environment. It's a big impact for women's empowerment. It's a big impact for energy access. And in sub-Saharan Africa right now, there's around 700 million people that don't have access to electricity. So... Our goal is to, we've reached 4 million, so we're, we've made a tiny drop in that bucket, but, and our goal is to really, really make a change there. And us, along with others, we're not going to be able to do this ourselves, all by ourselves. But I do think that Solar Sister has made a big impact and is going to make a big, our goal is to really make a change there. If you can change one life, you're making an impact and you've touched 4 million. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. something to be proud of. Yeah. 
it's we I balance between looking at the numbers and I'm a bit of a analytics and, and things like that really appeal to me. So looking at the impact on a numbers basis, thinking about the four million people, thinking about the all of you is really important. But what really gets me up in the morning, the thing that makes this all worthwhile is the impact on a single life. When you meet a solar sister entrepreneur, you see how her life has changed. You meet someone like Fatma and realize not only has she changed her life, but lives in her entire community. And that's the part that is the most important. The numbers help give you a shape of just how big that is. But the numbers without that story of Fatma understanding, you know, another woman that became a solar sister entrepreneur and it allowed her to work in the evening. She's a basket weaver. But of course, she couldn't do much basket weaving during the day because she was taking care of the farm and the children and things like that. And so she would do her her work in the evenings, but she was not able to do much work when she's just working by a, a candle or a kerosene lamp. Because And so once she became, once she had the solar lamp and started making her baskets, she's now gone on and been able to really expand that business and has gotten national recognition for the beautiful baskets that she weaves. And so it's just giving people the opportunity for them to meet their own goals in the way that most suits them. I wouldn't have ever imagined that becoming a, a, a nationally known basket weaver was something that I was going to help somebody to do. But it's, but it's because access to energy is this com- very essential, but, but it's such a building block for people's lives. And then people have so many different ways of building on that fundamental building block. Right. You have, you have people who have the drive, the motivation, but not the necessary tools to provide those tools. So, yeah, what's that? What's that phrase? Talent resides everywhere, but opportunity doesn't. So, if we can at least provide a little bit of that access to opportunity, it's just incredible what that releases. So, Catherine, if one of our listeners wanted to learn more about Solar Sister or get in touch with you, how could they do so? Yeah, so you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. On Instagram, where I am Solar Sister, and on Facebook, we're Solar Sister, or Twitter, Solar Sister. You can also check out our website, which has some amazing stories of more women like Fatma. It has all of the impact numbers. It has all of the geeky financial stuff that you want to get dig into. And that's www.solarsister.org. Well, thank you, Catherine, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to subscribe. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.